Hello. Hello, and welcome to episode 22. 22. Of my, my name, name is, is Weezer. Weezer. Uh, we, uh, we won't be talking really about Weezer. We might mention Rivers Cuomo. We'll mention members of the band and other Members? Mem- yeah, members. I right. don't remember who was in Homie. That's fine. Look, we're gonna. <laughs> there's a lot that we have to unpack here, uh, and so we've brought uh, a guest along. We have a friend, <laughs> just one. We have one friend, and he's here. Uh, hey guys, hi Foddle. How are you? Good. How are you too? Uh, we've been hanging out for the past two hours. I don't know why you're just now asking this. <laughs> it, it does I, seem like we need to greet each other, though, right? It does. A little bit. Right? Yeah. So, what have you been up to today, Foddle? Other than watching this, uh, oh, I, I guess we're jumping. Spoiler the alert! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Before hanging out with you two, there we go. For reasons that will remain anonymous, for uh, approximately thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know that. This could go on forever. I saw. Great. I saw a movie. This what movie? Morning. Uh, Kub- I don't know how to Kubo? pronounce it. Kubo. Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo and the Two Strings. I'm up on my children's movies. It was. <laughs> Great. Actually. Really? It was I really liked it. It's like the only movie that came out this week that has decent reviews yeah. of any kind. Yeah. Everything else is like a... How was it? <laughs> I just really enjoyed that sound effect. I thought it was really good. I thought it was fun. It was lighthearted. Um it was bright in a way that I really appreciate. I think sometimes it's stop motion, right? Yeah, I think sometimes stop motion can be brown and grayish i don't know i yeah i mean there's certainly been like a trend towards those like darker designs like and these are the same the the people who made it are the same ones who made like box trolls and Coraline, which are dark yeah right well and like even prior to that like corpse bride and yeah. uh, nightmare before christmas are obviously really dark movies man i love those movies though all of the ones corpse that we bride just listed too? I liked Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride, I felt like, was just... I liked it. I like Coraline best of all those, I think. Except maybe Nightmare Before Christmas, just because, like, nostalgia factor. Look, they're all pretty good movies. They're all... Anyway, so Kubo is also good. Kubo is also good. It's also got more color, a lot of reds, a lot of strong yellows. Um, And like that monkey thing is white, right? Yeah, the monkey is white, right. Uh, So I I really Does that make it a Yeti? Not, not necessarily, no. I don't think. Are there white monkeys in nature? <laughs> I, I don't know. I bet Patrick, you there are. Patrick, why don't you know? I'm not a monkey expert. <laughs> Next episode, we're bringing in a monkey expert. I'm, I'm, not a monkey I'm expert. gonna go on a limb and say that somewhere there's like an albino monkey at least. That's white. Okay, but that's like the exception to the rule. That's not mm. a, a like a species of monkey that is white. There aren't like what about uh, so aren't there. Um, like some kind of Arctic monkeys, that snow like monkeys, and yeah, like a snow monkey that hangs out in like a hot spring. Guys, speaking of hot springs, let's <laughs> let's get into what let's, we're let's get into about. what we're going to talk about today. Today we're talking about the movie Meet the Deedles, the 1999 classic Meet the Deedles. Thanks for all you showed us. Right. Homie, of course, uh, is a band that is comprised of Weezer members, along with some other mm. people, some other yeah. musicians. Do you remember who else, who, like, who all was in Homie? So, um, I super don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like two years since we talked about that song. It's okay. Um, so, Rivers Cuomo, 
uh, is what? is fronting it. Matt Sharp. Matt. Okay. Cool. For, former bassist for uh, Weezer. Um, is, is, is Pat is, in this? Yeah, Pat, Pat is playing on on this track, and then there's is like someone some Scott Schreiner in this. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not all of. Uh, so it's Weezer. but it's everyone but it's Scott. Most, yes, Scott Schreiner. Right. That's sad. Okay, but like they didn't really do anything. They this recording of American Girls that appears on the soundtrack is the only recorded homie song. And it also we found out appears in as the, the third, third credit, credit song. <laughs> I did not know credits had three songs. All of these were very short credit songs. That's true. Like none of them and none of them were like I don't know. There's It was we were waiting a very long time. We had to sit through the whole movie. <laughs> so let me ask the two of you: uh, Were did either of you like? N- were either of you aware of this movie in any capacity before we started talking about it for this podcast? No. No. Okay. And I also found it very hard to find on iTunes today because you type in "Meet the" and there are so many other movies that start with Parents, that. Parents, Fockers, Robinsons. Oh yeah. Mm. And there was another one. Uh, started you with a B. Like four <laughs> movies to find. This well, one. well, I think the the thing is, Jen had to go past four other movies that were all decidedly better than this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be hard. And be I also had to movie. type in a lot into my Apple TV, which is just a lot of time. That's true. Mm-hmm. It takes a long mm-hmm. time to type. I anything. had to type meat space the space d d e e nope i didn't have to oh. go from past right, the d there are the no d. other meet the d's <laughs> just uh, the one just the deedles so meet the deedles right uh starring paul it's a, walker it's a disney movie first it's a, of yeah, all a, a Dis- disney that was film. surprising uh disney and the Walt cover disney art pictures. for this movie is obscene I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> it's, Obscene. It's it's Paul Walker and the other guy. What's his name? Steve something or other. Yeah, that sounds right. He uh, it's them, their faces, and then their hair is just waves. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because they because they're two surfer bros. They're surfer bros, but like waves have not that much to do with m- the most of this movie. I, I don't know about that. I, I think uh, it, it, the waves play they, into how they prove themselves as heroes. And it, it plays into the end of the movie. I guess. Let's break down what this movie is. Great. Okay. So you, you've you got... Oh, can we read the description? Oh, sure. Yeah. Where's it? I mean, if you have the description on hand. Yes. I was just going to make it up. No, I want to read the actual description. Off the Apple TV. Off the Apple TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to go to more so I get the whole thing. Nope, that didn't help. Just go back. By the way, this thing has a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. 4%. Um, But four and a half stars on the Apple TV. Um, So the description is, Twin thrill seekers Phil and Stu Deedle are hip Hawaiian surfers shipped out to Wyoming for summer camp before they're expelled from school! Exclamation point. But when they get sidetracked to Yellowstone National Park, they fall into jobs as rookie rangers to impress a sexy lieutenant. That kicks off a hit. And that's where it cuts off oh, and carry anymore. That's where we get an ellipses. A hit. <laughs> a hit. Um, yeah. So let let's talk a little bit just about the the setup of this movie because it seems like the movie's going into like one setup and then veers away from it entirely. Yes. Like so, we've got brothers, twins, Hawaiian surfer twins. Bros. Yes, they're they're twins. Thank you. 
Um, they are bad boys. Right. They skip school. And get chased down by the truant officer on a jet ski. So one thing I wanted to talk about there is it is my understanding that in Hawaii, there are times where they cancel school because the surf is too good. Didn't that, you live in Hawaii for some I time? I did live in Hawaii for did some you, time. I never went to school there. Right. But mm. did you hear any buzz about that from like local children? Because I was often just like chatting with local children. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to do in Hawaii? I mean, you go to the beach. Wait, like, so what did the locals tell you? No, the locals don't. <laughs> the locals. <laughs> the indigenous peoples. They called, them, they called them the natives in this oh, movie. They did, didn't they? <laughs> yep. Um... Phil and Stu also use the term Howley at one point, which is when? what uh, Stu is uh, says to Phil. You can, she's not just uh, talking about Lieutenant Ryan. Oh. She's not just some Howley chick. You can blah, 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 blah. Oh, I just blocked that word out because I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Uh, it it's uh, does it mean a white person? It's a white person, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's what Hawaiians refer to refer to me as when I live there. <laughs> Is it offensive or just whatever? I mean, I think it's whatever, but I think I mean I I don't think white people are allowed like to be af- afraid of or not afraid offended by yeah like something anyone calls you. I think that's, that's true. You know, is it? But is it? People, is it because so. of? Is it because of ghosts? No. What? Tell me. Walk go, me through your logic there. Ghosts are white. I got, I got Jen's thought process because they're howling. Because no, because ghosts are white. Okay, and ghosts and like uh, tell howl. me how it connects. <laughs> tell me how it connects to ghosts. It seemed really logical to me. I immediately <laughs> got it. Ghosts don't howl, you guys. You're thinking of werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> it, but but like ghosts are spooky, and you howl at spooky things. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> You don't howl at spooky things? I have never howled at a spooky thing. Bottle, care to weigh in on this? You said it was obvious to you right away. <laughs> I, I got Jen's point. I don't think I've howled. This is the first time Bottle's at, ever been on my side about anything. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I don't think I've ever howled at anything, though. Not even the moon? I think I've seen you howl in laughter before. Oh, that weird shriek that I do sometimes? <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I guess we could call that a howl. Um... Anyways, so Howleys is what they referred to native or not natives, non-natives, in fact. Right, right. On Hawaii. Uh, yes. Anyway, where? how did we get there so quickly? <laughs> we were talking about the beginning of the movie. <laughs> okay, so the, the idea that there would be a truancy officer who drives a jet ski, uh-huh. um, well, clearly insane... It also seems realistic it to you. It also seems like just within the realm of possibility. The, within the realm of like, Hawaii is a weird place. Hawaii is <laughs> a weird fucking place, guys. Have you been Yes. to Hawaii? I actually haven't. Father, you should go sometime. It's weird as shit. It is weird. My parents lived there for a couple of years when I was not a thing yet. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they took me back when I was like an eight-year-old thing. I mean, I had pokey earlier today. Does not count. Okay. I mean, it, it it counts like a little bit. Also, it is entirely possible to overdo it with poke. I've discovered. <laughs> what what, did, what happened? Yeah, what did you do? So my office has food trucks that come up mm. like on a regular basis, like every day for lunch. And there's always a poke truck. And it is often the only remotely healthy option at these food trucks. So I was eating a lot of poke for a while. And then I was like, I can't eat this anymore. <laughs> Well, wait, hit a wall. Let's, let's quantify that because you're just like you ate too much of it and that's yeah so you were basically just like 
you can overdo it on poke. And we were like, tell us how. And you're like, by eating it too frequently? You asked me how. I just thought there was a story it there. It seemed self-explanatory. <laughs> like, you can overdo it on poke. You can eat too much poke and then not want it anymore. No, I I mean, I... I, I, I don't know why you so, asked that follow-up question. So I know this is digression, but is there a food that you think you can't overdo it with? French fries. I think you could overdo it on. French I don't fries. think I could overdo it on. I could never overdo it on French fries where I wouldn't want them again the next day. I think by the end of any meal where I'm eating French fries. But that's not what I'm talking about. It's not like a meal you get tired of them. It's like a. <laughs> it's like, like a, as a lifestyle. Like choice. you just don't ever want to eat them again because you're done with them. Like I just don't ever want poke again because I had too much. That's overdoing it. It's not like I ate too many fries wait, wait. at lunch and I don't want them for dinner. You mean forever, ever? forever at least until i uh move past this wall okay okay i've had that with specific things like like what uh panda express <laughs> when i first moved to la i ate panda express i think about at least once a week what's your go-to at panda express back then it was orange chicken i think yeah well that's mm, their, yeah that's their, like signature dish. right yeah. right um and after a while i was just like i i don't ever want to have this it's have never you, good have you gone back i have more recently and we're now we're talking like four years after the initial decision to stop <laughs> um i've been there a couple of times and it's just not good no. yeah i was at uh universal studios on friday and they have Ooh. a panda express in the lower lot and it hit the point in the day where we were like hungry for something that wasn't like candy or ice cream <laughs> and or beer we were in the bathroom yeah. and there's like a bathroom attached to the panda express because mm -hmm. that's reasonable and um, you could smell it it smelled like chinese food in this bathroom which is a great thing for a bathroom to smell like if you think about all the things a bathroom could smell like so we ate panda express at universal and it felt very uh like a non-creative <laughs> choice I've had I've I've Jen been clicking her pen into the microphone. By the way, I took it away from her like I'm her teacher. <laughs> no, <laughs> going for another one. I've been to that Panda Express, and it is subpar for Panda Expresses. It's, it's just a weird Panda Express because they don't serve the whole menu, but they do serve sushi. <laughs> yeah, what at a Panda Express? I, I, did, I did not get it. <laughs> order it. I got the orange chicken. I also got the orange chicken. <laughs> of course, that's what you get at the Panda Express. Yeah. I have not been to a Panda Express since I stopped eating meat. Because like, why would you? I can't eat the orange chicken. What's the point? My friend Jessie is also vegetarian and she was with us. She got veggie spring rolls. Mm. Mm, not a not a good meal. No. I, we weren't looking for like a meal. We were looking for a snack. Um, what, what's the worst like Chinese food experience you've ever had? So I don't know if this is the worst Chinese food experience I've had, but uh, there's this one place that I like going to in Alhambra. Uh, and it seems like a long way to go. Not when you live in Pasadena. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and they have it's a Sichuan place and they have potatoes like that are shaped like fries, but they're baked in this like really spicy, um, dry spice thing. OK. Uh, and. I got it the other time and it was completely raw. Like it was warm, but the potatoes were Ew. raw. Um, which I don't know if you guys have had raw potatoes before. Not by choice. They're fine. They're just like, you don't want that much starch. Hold on though. Someone forced you to have raw potatoes? <laughs> 
Well, when you don't know that it's not Apple. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> okay, okay. So you saw like some slices of raw potato. Thought they were Apple? I may or may not have bitten into a raw potato because I thought it was Apple. Okay. <laughs> was it... An not op- into like a whole thing, but there were slight... When you slice up an apple and you slice up a potato, they look very similar. Okay. Don't... Okay, look at okay. me that way, Wait, Patrick. Well, I was looking away from you. <laughs> Don't look away from me that way, Patrick. <laughs> so they were like cubes of potatoes? They weren't cubes. They were slices. What? I, uh, so you were tricked into eating raw potato? Sure. Was someone actively tricking you? No, was... nobody was actively tricking me. I just thought they were apples. Okay. <laughs> but the skin, were they unskinned? The skin wasn't on. Okay. Okay. Because you often peel a potato before slicing it. But you don't often peel an apple before slicing it. Some people do. I had braces. Are you not supposed to eat apple skin? Apple skin is hard on braces because it gets stuck in there. I ignored all the braces like etiquette. It was at the beginning of the time I had braces. That's fair. (laughs) Before you knew you could break every rule (laughs) and it didn't matter. Before I chewed all the gum and ate all the popcorn. (laughs) I chewed so much gum. Um, So this movie we watched... Yeah, I think we're going to have to keep like pulling ourselves back to talking about the movie because Because it's difficult to talk about. (laughs) uh, Yeah. And I'm so like not inclined even really to talk about it. Like I like low key kind of loved it a little bit. There were so stupid. Okay, listen, the three of us are all like comedy nerds. And like, I think we all fancy ourselves as like smart about movies and stuff like that. Eh. We laughed at this (laughs) fucker a lot. I laughed a ton. I laughed very hard. I laughed. Uh, road beavers got me. <laughs> yeah, road beavers got me too. <laughs> There's a pile of like sticks in the str- in the road in front of a- the park ranger vehicle that the Deedles are driving, and uh, I think Stu goes, "Who would do such a? Or who would do something like that?" And and Phil goes, "Road beavers." <laughs> yeah, road beavers. <laughs> to be clear, Phil is played by, by Paul Walker, the great late Paul Walker. Um, and somehow plays the dumber of the two somehow? twins, which is really impressive because they're both not very bright. Well, he's the hot dumb one and the other one wears glasses. And keeps his shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Until the very end of the movie. Did he take his shirt off? Yeah. At the end when they're surfing. Oh, because they were surfing. Right. That makes sense. I was keeping track of who had their shirt on and who had their shirt off throughout Clearly. the entire movie. <laughs> I just thought, it, so like they're playing twins, right? Yes. Yeah. And I guess there are non-identical twins, obviously. Yes. Fraternal, in fact. Yes. Fottle is a twin. I know. I'm a, I'm a fraternal twin. <laughs> uh, w- would you say that you're the the uh, sexy twin or the uh, the brainy twin? I'll take brainy. <laughs> <laughs> I had no doubt that was the way that was going to go. <laughs> so that's these guys are both idiots, right? They also don't look like they're, each other. They're both idiots and they don't look like each other. But um, Stu. Stu is able to hack into the CIA database. Right. And, into a satellite. And like make explosives and stuff. He's, bas- yeah. he's, he's basically a terrorist, right? <laughs> Stu's a terrorist. <laughs> Yeah, but not as big of a terrorist as that other guy, Slater. Osama bin Laden? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> wait, wait. So just um, let's give everybody a quick overview of the plot because I think maybe we're jumping around. We a are. Bit. We're jumping around a ton. 
Thank you, Fadel, no keeping problem. us on track. Because it is faulty to assume that anyone else will, will have seen this movie. Because who would? It has a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. That, but that doesn't mean that no one's seen it. I mean, we just saw it. <laughs> That's a great point. Jeff. 25 people reviewed it we on paid, Apple TV. We paid so as many dollars people. for this rental as uh, percentage points it has on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's true. That's a good correlation there. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't want to have to pay like $92 to see like a good movie, though. No. I mean, to be perfectly fair, I don't really want to spend $4 to see a shitty movie either. So the movie starts uh, Phil and Stu blowing Skip off school. school in a par- they're parasailing. That's yes. what that's called, right? Is, uh, maybe I that's, that's what that's what called. it is. We'll call parasailing. It. Yeah. Um, and then they detach from the boat that is pulling them and they fall down on the head of the truant officer in the ocean. Chase, chase, chase. Get expelled from school. Their yes. dad is what seems to be Hitler. You thought He's their dad got, was like a Hitler? German accent and is like modern. He just oh, he was like <laughs> well, not so- actually Hitler, but like he just had mannerisms that seemed similar Hitler-esque. to what <laughs> yeah Hitler esque. <laughs> and he's gonna send them to Camp Broken Spirit to pay for their sins. That's right. And Camp Broken Spirit is in Wyoming. Yes, near Yellowstone National Park. Right. But at this point in the movie, we don't have any like inkling of uh, Yellowstone or park rangers or anything like no. that. No. No. None whatsoever. So All they... we know is that these boys are going to Wyoming. And, and do they're not know. Because it's landlocked. Yeah, they do not know that it is actually in the 48 continuous Well, Phil, Phil doesn't. He Phil thought, doesn't. Uh, he thought that Wyoming was on Molokai. Okay, so this is actually a moment in the movie that I oddly sympathized with because while living in Hawaii, I remember reading a headline that was uh, something about um, Omaha. Nebraska? Yes. Um, And my first thought was, Omaha, where's that place? Ah. (laughs) Because it just changes the way you pronounce uh, proper nouns living in Hawaii. But his dad said Wyoming. No, I know. They should have known. (laughs) Yeah. So they... They go on this plane to Wyoming, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and they end up in the airport there where it is re- their luggage is revealed. Um, and they have some sort of mechanical device that has like a motorized uh, tiki bar. I feel like, like they're getting trapped a, in the details here. They Jen. push a button. <laughs> no, this was amazing. I think we're trying to give a, an overview. No, but this all right, is all right. great. <laughs> No, tell me more about the drink cart. So they have a drink cart and they make a drink and it's on fire and they're at the airport and there are people watching them like what? And then they harass a homeless person who actually isn't a homeless person and is instead Mr. Flowers, who is the camp director of Camp Broken Spirit. And then it turns out that (laughs) Camp Broken Spirit doesn't exist anymore because parents and lawyers took it down. So really, they've just been sent to Wyoming to be with this awful man who's decided he's going to teach them survival skills. Then he drives off a cliff. Okay, so a a couple of points of interest in there. (laughs) That was as far as I could go. I'm going to pause here and go back and say the moment they came out with their motorized liquor cart. cart. Yeah. I in the airport I immediately recognized it as a pre 9/11 movie 100%. Yeah. yeah. Again, Stu's a terrorist, <laughs> right? He's starting a fire and exploding things in the airport and no one's saying shit. Well, they're impressed. Everyone is very impressed with I the think drinks. They were, I saw like half impressed and half horrified looks on the faces of the crowd. That's fair. Yeah. So the homeless man that Jen has identified Mr. Flowers 
played by the great MC Ganey, character actor MC Ganey, um, <laughs> who is actually pretty like good in this movie. Margaret Martindale. Well, I mean, in that they're both character actors. Sure. <laughs> yes, I know. I just, you, I feel like I never hear people uh, referred to as character actor and then their Blank. name, except for like, in BoJack Horseman. I feel yeah. like MC Ganey is one of those guys, though. Okay. Like you see him show up in stuff, and that he gets that. In in my mind, he's this. He's on the same like tier as uh, Margot Martindale. Cool. Um. Anyway. Anyway, he's yeah. So he's this uh, this camp guy, this former camp guy who is just insane. Completely insane. He's basically kidnapping these children. They're eighteen. They're of age. Yes. Still so, kidnapping. Yeah. Still it's kidnapping. Very confusing what their father is sending them to. Right. Camp Broken Spirit. I understand that, but it's a camp for 18-year-olds? Yeah, they do. He, he did say it's a camp for people your age. I took it to be a camp you could take your kids, you could send like young problem adults children to, to, problem children to, sort of like a military boot camp in a way. But is there such a thing that's not actually military boot camp and for 18-year-olds? Yes. yes. For 18-year-olds. Um, Actually, probably not for 18-year-olds because like you can't... They just won't go. Really... Just yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. they had to go because their dad is filthy rich and he'd probably cut them off if they didn't. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And they could not be cut off no. as we learned in this movie. Anyway, so they drive off this cliff with this guy, and... <laughs> it's important the, to note that they drive off a cliff, as this will be a recurring theme in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, if, if there's anything that holds together this movie, it's driving off of cliffs. Yeah. And right. waves, apparently. <laughs> yes. These are all important. So they drive off this cliff, and they hit this rock that happens to be in a campsite where uh, Anna Gesteyer and uh, What's-Her-Face from A League of Their Own... <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, is uh I looked up her name, something Kavanaugh, I think is her last name. Um, are like they've just found out that there are going to be rookie park rangers. Their names are Mel and Mo, and um their campsite is destroyed by this car truck that has f- fallen off a cliff into the into it. So uh at this point Mr. Flowers is separated from the Deedles. Right. So now this this is like the first big plot twist where it's like oh the Deedles are gonna have to go to this camp and they're gonna hate it and I, I was like that'll be the movie nope. right the movie will be they go to this camp right they screw around they learn a lesson about teamwork it's nothing about this movie nothing no, the camp doesn't exist and they don't end up staying with the guy who's like and that would have been an interesting movie like sure you're gonna survive in the wilderness with me boys and it, then it feels like uh they were like in a whoever wrote this was like in a room pitching and was like oh we could do this great movie where like these like surfer road dudes have to learn how to like go to camp and survive in the wild and teamwork and all that shit and then they were like someone goes but what if they don't (laughs) and instead well the thing is like they still end up steering back to that same basic idea like they just took it a step further (laughs) yeah Yeah. there's like one extra dumb complication in there (laughs) because once they have dressed in these women's clothing because they're wetsuits that they were wearing at the airport detail we forgot to say that's right (laughs) because their father told them they had to wear suits to the airport so they wore full body wetsuits um once they change into these women's clothing they uh rig their motorized scooters uh up with their remote control bar cart with their giant suitcase on it to roll down a hill (laughs) well i think they're trying to head back to the airport right yeah yes they're trying to get they're trying to go home um but instead they get in a huge accident yeah with a uh german with the bavarian circus truck Mm -hmm. they uh 
which opens up and has elephant and bear and lion all come out of the back of it. And German guy is very upset. Yeah. So that's interesting. You, you think when you drive around a Bavarian circus, you just in the back of the truck, you've got a bear, a lion and a uh, based on this movie. Yes. And they're not in cages or anything. I mean, nope. <laughs> These animals were extremely well behaved. By the end of the movie, they did not kill a single person. But a bear did drive a car. Yeah. Bears right. can't drive cars. <laughs> and we'll get to the bear driving the car. I Bears also can't drive cars. Just want to add that I really did appreciate the gadgets that they kept pulling out because I feel like that's something that we don't see in today's movies. There was a love for gadgets. and yeah. Spy Kids, my God, they had good gadgets in that one. Spy yeah. Kids, though, was like 15 years ago at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. It's about the same time frame as this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know there's probably like a Spy Kids 4 that people are going to point out, but... I think Spy Kids 4 exists. Yeah, but it's different. It's not in vogue the way it used to be. Pulling out gadgets. I think it's mm-hmm. because so many of the gadgets actually exist now, so it's not as much fun. Though James Bond always has pretty good gadgets. Yeah, I feel like the the gadgets in Bond movies have like taken a back seat, though. Yeah. yeah. Just like... The rest of the stuff. Daniel Craig James Bond is about him being like a badass, right? Yeah. I, Pierce Brosnan was not as much of a badass as Daniel no. Craig. But he had better gadgets. He did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Q, like the scenes with Q in those James Bonds were always a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Right, because you knew he was going to get like a cool watch that a cool thing that, I Yeah, and I think uh, part of the problem is that like no, just nothing surprises us anymore. Mm. So like, like, oh, cool. Well, that could exist already. Yeah, well, and I think there's also something about like, when you're when you have the gadget explained to you in the beginning of the movie, you like it's that very obvious Chekhov's gun. Where yeah, you're like, okay, it's in the back of your mind the whole there. time. They should do. They should introduce like eight things at the beginning, and he's only going to use like two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you never know which ones he's going to use. Well, in this movie, they just pull out gadgets, so it's yeah. perfectly fine. Surprising gadgets, like, like a Goonies style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just saw that uh, for the first time <gasps> a, like last week. How how did you feel about it? It was great. I was uh, I saw it at Del- in Dolores Park in San Francisco. It was like this giant screen. That sounds so fun. And it was just a ton of fun. Um, and the guy, I mean, yeah, it was, I don't know. It, it just made me hearken to an older time. <laughs> I do. There's something Lock like. Lock loves chunk. In, oh, that was, that oh. part was adorable. There's something inherently like fun and silly about gadgets, right? Yeah. Like that. Uh, and obviously this movie is ridiculous and they go flying off of cliffs and you know nothing happens to these guys but like it's never so clear that we're watching a, a live action cartoon as when they're motoring down the the uh road on yeah their, it really is <laughs> yeah. skateboards. it is a live action cartoon that's 100 percent accurate they're going down this hill and then their brakes give out or something the, oh they wait! They breaks. go from they go from skateboarding to losing at one point, and I missed that transition. They they didn't transition. There was like a shot when they were skateboarding, and then the next scene was them losing in the exact on the exact same board. I feel like there were a lot of really uh, abrupt jump cuts in this movie. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and there's no like rhythm between scenes. No. Or anything. no, no, no. Nobody had any lofty ambitions with this movie and its art uh, aspect. No, it's a stream <laughs> cinematography of... was not yes. a thing. It's edited together, stream of consciousness style. <laughs> one, the whole movie is completely stream of yeah, consciousness. It seems like it was dream. written stream of consciously yeah. as well. Um, so they run into the sign for Yellowstone National Park um, and are found uh, in these women's clothes with head injuries. 
uh, and the clothes say Mo and Bell, Mo and Mel. So these people think that they're the park rangers that were supposed to show up. When you say these people, you mean the existing park rangers. The existing park rangers at Yellowstone. <laughs> at Yellowstone, <laughs> or as uh, Phil keeps referring to it as Jellystone, which. I loved adorable. <laughs> yeah, it was a really cute through line. Um, I and that he kept bringing up Yogi Bear. Like I liked that. He, like that was a character game that he was actually playing yeah. actively. Yeah. Um, like and, and I really enjoyed for like the whole first half of the movie how they kept like cutting back to Mel, Mel and, and Mo Mel. and like the lion and the bear and just like checking in on where they're at. Except we never saw the elephant again. We know we we see the elephant one more time. The elephant doesn't do anything. Phil sees it. He goes, it's Dumbo. "Oh, that's right." Yep. Um. So, <laughs> this is a weird like aspect of the movie that uh, F- Phil and Stu are mistaken for Mo and Mel, and therefore are going to be like the new recruits that are yeah, going to rookie take rangers. Rookie rangers, right? Um. And there's like another little plot that we'll get to here in a second, but uh, they. As part of Mel and Moe's um, application or resume submission, whatever, they submitted a letter saying that they only eat what comes from the earth. They're complete naturalists, I think they said. Right. Yeah. Which, which is not what that means. No, which doesn't mean what, <laughs> what they say it means, but they only eat like bugs. They only forage. Yeah. For food. They're foragers. They're foragers. So that is something that these guys have to keep up. But immediately... They're like, oh, yeah, Mel and Mo are nicknames for, for Phil, Phil and, and Stu, Stu. Deedle. So they don't even have to pretend to be these other people. Nope. No, everyone just calls them Phil and Stu. Yeah. To be uh, clear, the applications that are, that Mel and Mo apparently filled out included no last name mm-hmm. because right. they just said they were Deedles and everyone was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. And then they got their uniforms had like P Deedle and S Deedle on them. Yep. Hey. Also, so when they're being introduced to like the other rangers, it's it's dinner time, right? Yeah. The, no one's eating food though. They just there are pitchers of milk on all the tables. <sighs> there was food. There, was there pe- food? Somebody yeah, was, was eating corn on the cob. I, oh, that's right. I, I I couldn't I couldn't pull my attention away from open the pitchers, pitchers of milk. Of milk. <laughs> it seemed so <laughs> disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty gross. Like beer pitchers, but with milk, just sitting out there. Well, they got to have strong bones. I, I guess that's true. Stu sits down and is like, I'm going to have some milk. And there are a lot of park rangers. A ton of park rangers. So many. I, I guess Yellowstone's... A, I almost called it Jellystone. I guess Yellowstone's a big park, though. <laughs> yeah, but they they never come up again. Like, the fact that they There exist. are only three that, like, they interact with. Right. Um. Oh, and the nurse, and when they have head injuries, is one of my favorite characters in the whole thing. Yeah, she sexually harasses them. <laughs> like, I 100%. loved it. I loved it because this movie super didn't pass the Bechdel test. I was like, at least no. we've got one sassy woman in here who is going to objectify these men and also harass them. Yeah, at least we have that. <laughs> at the very, very least. Um. Anyways, is that so, how you pronounce it? I always, I always thought it was Bechdel test. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I read it mostly. I think what we need to have happen now is for two men to tell you how that word is pronounced. <laughs> That's what's happening. So it was a question. It was. Yeah, a, I we, don't. We were think just curious as to how it was pronounced. <sighs> Anyways, so then Phil sees the sexy park. Well, well, Stu proposes a plan of staying at this place. Phil sees sexy park ranger Lieutenant 
Jesse Ryan and is like, okay, we'll stay here. And it turns out she's the captain's stepdaughter. Right. So they decide to stay. Captain Pine. Why? Because they wanted their dad to see that they became cool park rangers and that way he would be proud of be them. Proud of them. I'm it's pausing unclear. because I don't Not believe totally it. Not totally sure, as, right? Yeah, well, that's what they say, but it's like the strangest reason to go on with a lie. Yeah, especially yeah. because it seems like they've never tried to make their father proud of them well, at any Phil goes along with a lie because of Sexy Lady. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And Stu does it because... Because he wants to make his father proud, I think. You think, or because Phil does it. What do you think their their home life was like? You think like Stu always wanted to like go to school and like get good grades and do good things, and Phil was like, "Nah, bro." I think so. Yeah, that let's sounds go right. Surfing. I think so. I mean, Stu, why does he need to go to school if he just has the ability to like hack into the CIA server? Because he's because <laughs> you know he's I mean? intellectually curious. I think. <laughs> I, I think Stu. By the way, Bottle's a PhD student at Caltech. <laughs> I think. In case you were wondering whose side he's on. <laughs> I think Stu feels the need to hang out with his cool twin brother, but part of me just felt for the man when at the very end of the movie, he's standing there next to his brother. And they're getting equal credit? <laughs> well, they're getting equal credit, but also. Um, his brother's got the like the beautiful and he's got girl. the prairie dog and, and he and yeah and his brother just goes like what else does somebody need in life like i got my brother i got this beautiful girl and then he stew's just like holding p dog holding oh a, god a, i was hoping we could get through this without saying p dog <laughs> there was no way you were gonna stop Jesus. me from saying p dog p dog is okay. would you like me to start dog. calling you that patrick uh, <laughs> p dog no. Okay, so what happens is they see the beautiful ranger decide to stay, and <laughs> yeah. their jobs are apparently to eradicate Prairie Dogs, the Yellow Yellowstone from Prairie Dogs, which there's been an influx of recently. And when we say influx, we mean it. We like see a like stampede. a stampede of them at one point. And of course, this isn't a naturally occurring phenomenon. This is a vindictive influx of prairie dogs uh, perpetrated with, by Dennis Hopper. Yes, who is playing uh, Slater, who is uh, a disgraced head park ranger who was injured by Old Faithful. I just want to take a second. And then went underground, <laughs> literally. I just want to take a second to reassure anyone listening that we are really recounting a real the movie plot that of exists. a real movie. We're not making this up as we go. This is all real and committed to film. And to we're not trying honest, to prolong I don't, this. I don't this think is... I could make this up if I tried. Well, like it's that's some sh fucking creativity right there. <laughs> and Fadel's right that we're not trying to like take longer in explaining the plot yeah. of this movie. There are just so many details <laughs> that you have to understand to make for the, the movie. Writers to make were high when they sense. wrote this, right? Because I mean, people are high when they write lots of stuff. Yes, yeah. but like specifically for this anyone. one, yes. <laughs> I mean, I got the sense that there was probably m a significantly large number of people that rewrote. This movie because it felt like yeah every time there was a plot twist it was somebody else trying to put their mark. I just on you know what this movie feels like. It 
feels like one of those, you know, when you have like a piece of paper and you're going to tell a story as a group. So like you uh, write, a, you yeah. write a line yeah. and then the next person reads it, writes the next line. Then they fold over the first line and then another person writes the next mm-hmm. line. Then you fold mm-hmm. it over. So you can never see the whole story <laughs> in one place. It's just a bunch of uh, like individual lines written by different people. And then you open it up and it has like, sort of a through line because you could read the sentence before but it makes absolutely no yeah. sense as a yeah. piece that's what this feels like yeah and i i that's i think that's how about how well this holds together <laughs> yeah. yeah so oh. dennis hopper is yeah. very upset <laughs> we don't know why he's upset well he's because- upset because old faithful hurt him Wait, he is got, that like, true? He I got thought, like burned by Old Faithful. I thought he was like fired for trying to make the park like a popular vacation destination or something. I think those two things were related. Okay. And then he was burned by Old Faithful? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay. I don't fully remember this plot point. I think Kirby was doing something cute at that moment. That's possible. Jen, Jen's dog did approach the screen uh, on several occasions because there was some kind of animal that she wanted to bark at. Uh, it, it was mostly... It was mostly uh, prairie dogs, but also the bear. The bear got her <laughs> to go up there yeah. sometimes. She was going to do something about the bear. <laughs> she needed to defend us. So the prairie dogs are being tempted toward uh, Old Faithful or like the underground vents. That because there's going to, to be Faithful. a billionth birthday party for the geyser. I don't. Do we even need to talk about billionth <laughs> birthday party? <laughs> It feels like one of the pivotal moments of this movie. Here's what I'm going to say. Thank you, Fadl. I I think this is one of the few times when they really justified it. And they said, look, we know it's just an estimate. But, you know, this is some sort of PR. It's sim- symbolic. And it's symbolic. And I had a feeling like that the, like people might do something like this. Like I, I didn't think that was beyond the realm of possibility. <laughs> I, 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 so there's some language in there that I would want to nitpick, like birthday, for example. <laughs> <laughs> How is a geyser born it when, it, not, when it gushes I, I, I for its guess, first time? Ugh, why is there I no way to, to, I had to bring that back. gush? I had to bring that back in. What was the line from the movie that had gushing in it? Get that old girl gushing again? Yep. Was that it? Yep. It was god awful. I think I started laughing the second. Patrick that. shuddered, Patrick. I think. He visibly <laughs> uh, yeah. shuddered. Yep. I went, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, so the, the, a birthday of a geyser is when it first gushes, I think. Sure. That's I think what I've so. decided. Like a baby gush. What? A baby gush, like a little tiny one. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's more of a spurt. <laughs> well, uh, that counts. Gushes in spurts. Ew. So the prairie dogs are tunneling towards uh, this thing. Uh, because Dennis Hopper thinks that he can somehow sabotage. He wants them to dig him a tunnel. Right. but To the geyser. To sabotage it. We yes. don't find out what the extent of that sabotage is at this point in the movie. But we know we that We don't know much about... Yeah, the this whole Slater thing is like very couched for like most of the movie because there's so many other plot points going on above ground. It's also like the most insane thing happening because Sl- Slater yeah. has these two guys working for him, Mr. Crab and Mr. Mr. Nemo and Mr. Nemo. <laughs> also, um, these guys, these three men are like the only truly 100% very violent creatures oh, yeah. in the movie. They try to murder the other characters. They pull out 
like hunting knives and firearms. They're like shooting and down yo-yos. a helicopter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And explosives. Like these guys, they're not they're not uh, inhibited by how many people they may kill in the process of getting this. Revenge. But again, just to be clear, this um, this park, Yellowstone, apparently Yellowstone. has these giant underground tunnels that nobody. Well, they were created by the prairie dogs. Right. But nobody's Details figured that out. <laughs> like there are so many park rangers and nobody has stumbled <laughs> upon nobody's these... fallen through the ground well at some point a building caves into the tunnel and they still don't they find don't, it and they, they still don't find anything. it they That's just true. keep going um meanwhile the deedles are supposed to be hacking or not hacking but they're supposed to be uh getting rid of all of these prairie dogs yep. which they are not doing at all instead they're learning how to be rangers well, they're not not doing it. Stu is Stu is focused. Stu is coming up with plans. Well, Stu is hacking into the CIA database. Is right. what yes. he's doing. Right. And to get in touch satellites. with the satellites, so he can get what seems to be a thermal scan of Yellowstone. Well, before Park. that, they had that stink bomb. Oh yeah. And that, it, it wasn't a stink bomb though. No, it was it gas made, that made people poop. Yes. And there was a great scene of these prairie dogs spreading this poop gas all over the place so a ton of people were pooping themselves and a bunch of birds pooped all over the captain so can i ask about that what was their plan with that i think the plan was to make the prairie to make the prairie dogs shit their pants enough that they don't wear pants bottle oh okay let's not be ridiculous here (laughs) the idea had a lay on at the end was that p dogs would all Take lots of dumps in the tunnel and then being the clean creatures that they are refuse to go back into the tunnel, I think. That was it? I'm pretty sure. The logic was not clear to me. Or or that the gas would kind of stay there. I mean, if this gas is heavier than air, then one would imagine it would stay underground for a decent amount of time. I would also like to be clear that the way that Stu got the idea from for this was from what he said was a tactic that America was going to use on Cuba during the missile crisis. Yep. Uh, and it was called Gastro Castro. Yep. Yeah. Important and, detail. Right. And but for like the US plan, they would have had to target just Castro, right? Like they're not going to make everyone shit their pants. Guys, I don't know, it was a dark time. I mean the so the the plan wasn't clear for the US government. The plan wasn't clear for the Deedles. No. No one really and knows how to use it. It didn't gas. work. It was their first uh screwball attempt at making those prairie uh, dogs. Those kids. And guys, let me tell you, all three of us laughed at it. <laughs> it's funny watching a bunch of people poop. It, it, it and is. it actually wasn't as grotesque as it could have been. There were just some gross noises. I was gonna say you recoiled at noises at <laughs> I one didn't point. I didn't enjoy the like, noises. <laughs> the noises were not pleasant. Um but at least you didn't like see a bunch of poop. No, I feel like that would be weird for uh what was this movie rated? Who knows? PG? PG probably. They there was kissing. They don't swear in it. Right. There's there's like one lip reading joke. Uh, where they avoid a swear word instead of saying shit, they say sheet. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it might have. Hey, it's a Disney movie, guys. There was there was insinuations God, of sex. Disney made this yeah. movie. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. That Disney made this movie. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I feel like Disney has loftier ambitions than this most of the time. 
Yeah, but I think Disney also makes some turd piles as well. <laughs> yeah. This is such a dirt pile. Um, I don't think they we? thought this uh, was oh, going to end up. Oh, Gastro, Castro. And then where do we go from there? Uh, I Paul mean, Walker is, is in the middle of um, working his magic on Jesse Ryan, Lieutenant Park Ranger extraordinaire. And he uh, dirties a helicopter and then cleans it for her. Again, can we talk about that? So, <laughs> I, I like this. Jen recounts the plot of the movie. I say, hold it, hold it. And then we talk about it. All right. What's up, Patrick? Okay. So, Jesse washes this helicopter. Yes. Yep. Right. And then Paul Walker is like, oh, I'm going to start it. Well, there was a button he wanted he to wanted, push. Well, she asked him to dry it. So, he was pushing the on button for the propellers so it would, quote, unquote, blow dry it i how did i miss that i missed I that don't too. know but i heard it <laughs> it's there i promise i think you might just be on phil deedle's wavelength <laughs> like i think that i think you. i'm offended by that <laughs> i'm just gonna say that it, when the scenes only have paul walker on i might have been too distracted by his beautiful face to he hear is, everything he, he is in his does have like a beautiful face young prime in this movie yep um so okay, dude. he the helicopter takes off a little bit. Yes. And then uh Jesse Ryan, Lieutenant Jesse Ryan, is a goddamn superhero because she dives into a moving helicopter. Yep. And sets it down mm-hmm. flawlessly. Well now, she kind of just turns it off and then it it kind of just like gently gently goes <laughs> down. Which I assume is not how a helicopter works. No. Um but then she's not like, you fucking idiot. Why did you do that? Because she was too busy being turned on because she was laying on top of him at that moment. I mean, I guess. Uh, that, I don't know how you don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's like, she makes him clean it. And then she's sitting there watching him clean it because why wouldn't you? <laughs> and, then, uh, and he did keep his shirt on for that whole cleaning. <laughs> That would have been an appropriate that would time have been to an remove his shirt. Time. I agree. Uh, and then he says, uh, "One clean search and rescue copter," and she goes, "That's me." That's me. <laughs> that was cute. It was cute. <laughs> Guys, I think we kind of liked this awful movie. I, I, I think I kind of like. I loved it just a little bit. So you think like, like a, four and a half stars? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it got the four and a half stars. I think it's all stoners. 100% of those 28 yeah. people were stoners I think so. who rated that movie. <sighs> and none of the Rotten Tomatoes critics are. Right. Well, one was the 4%. Like, the one person that gave it a good <laughs> the, rating. The one He's out like, of 25. Eh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's fine. They were Super like, fresh. Yeah. Um, so then what the fuck even happens? Uh, in this movie? She asks him out on a date. Oh, you guys. she wants him to forage for her because she admires his lifestyle. Well, and she wants to learn. She, she wants just to learn want him to do it for her. But he, then he starts freaking out because he doesn't know how to forage. They've been stealing food from the people at Yellowstone to eat their food so that they would have food, to forage. By food, Jen just means Cake sugar and Twinkies in <laughs> and different <Jell-O>. forms. <laughs> and Coca-Cola. Literally all the forms of sugar. I right. Think. Yeah, they didn't uh, steal any real food. No. I think we only see them eat... Sugar. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Just cake. Cake. Twinkies. Twinkies. You would Jello. Coca-Cola. People that haven't had actual food, like actual nourishment Cheetos. for days, would want carbs. They might want meat. Meat. <laughs> 
protein of some sort. They have zero protein they, in this movie. Vegetables, fruits, because apparently they can't even eat most vegetables. Like, I don't know why their diet doesn't allow them to just eat fruits and vegetables, why they have to eat worms. Yeah, well, because it, the the movie wanted to have a gross out scene where there's a plate of like night crawlers. I just, I I felt like if I was a vegetarian, I'd be like, this is a gross misrepresentation of what it means to not eat meat. Hey Patrick, can we get the vegetarian perspective on this? Oh yeah. As a vegetarian, I would say that that's basically what my diet is. Uh Great. (laughs) It's a plate of night crawlers and (laughs) And centipedes on top of a cake. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so I don't remember exactly what happens next, but I think we are starting to get into the icy hot phase of this movie at this yeah. point, where Bottle, they go to the pharmacy. The, the, this part. Uh, As a scientist. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the idea was to get the P-Dogs. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, they attached icy hots to the prairie dogs. They didn't put it on the prairie Not dogs. Not on the prairie dogs. Just the tubes are attached. Just the tubes are attached, and then the tubes would secrete the Icy Hot all over the tunnel. Secrete, also a gross word. Well, I'm using it. Uh, <laughs> they were then able to hack in, guys, this is way before Google Maps. and they were Wow. S- right? No, but this is way before Google Maps, and they were able to hack into like the CIA's satellite and get live feeds, like live video feeds. I don't think it was video feeds. I think no, they were just getting no. static images. No, no. They, they saw really? themselves. They waved they oh, themselves. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Oh, but the idea was <laughs> the icy hot was hotter than the body temperature of mammals, but lower than the temperature of hot water of in the, the geysers. Geyser. Yeah. Did you say geyser? I, I did say geyser. <laughs> Old Faithful is a geezer. It was referred to at some point in this movie as a yes. geezer Um And so then they took they took a infrared radiation map or a heat map of it, and then I, I'm I'm skeptical that the icy hot is really of that you know intermediate temperature. Can you temperature. do some experiments and find out? I mean, probably. But am well, I going? To? Please I mean, use your resources to do that. You don't need anything. You need like a infrared temperature gun. Do you have one of those? Well, well, hold yeah, on. Wait, 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 wait a minute. The icy hot doesn't actually change the temperature of anything, right? Or does it? No. Oh, the icy no hot that you put on yourself? <laughs> yeah. No. Right. That's what they were using, though. I figured they were using... There are other things that you can use where when you mix the two chemicals, that heats up really fast because a chemical reaction occurs. At but it was just one tube. Instantaneous second. Yeah, that wouldn't work It was at just all. one tube of deep heating rub, they kept calling it. Yeah, I, Icy Hot did not sign off on. No, uh, they no, did not want to be no. included in this you movie. You cannot use our product. <laughs> no, no, I Diet that, Coke that wouldn't work. And Diet Coke. Coke and Coke, yeah, right. They're both mm-hmm. prominently displayed. And Hostess. Mm-hmm. They all signed off on it. Yep. So they have this heat map. So then they have this heat map. So and they figured out they the were prairie able, dogs are headed toward the geyser. They were able to map out the prairie dog tunnel side, like tunnels. At no point does anyone wonder if the prairie dog tunnels are large enough for humans to walk through. But well, that's... While Stu is doing all of this research, uh, Phil is on a date with sexy park ranger Lieutenant Jesse Ryan. And he is he has uh, created a devious plot to instead of feeding her actual worms feed her gummy worms so he puts gummy worms in dirt on the ground <laughs> and this is and then he quote unquote finds them this is a scheme that she sees through 
immediately. immediately. <laughs> she takes a bite of it and she's like, this is candy. Because she's like, not an idiot. I feel like she's not in the same movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's in a movie where like everything that happens is strange. She's like, this is strange. Yeah. She's the, the only straight man in this the whole movie. The only strange thing she does in the whole movie is call her stepfather daddy. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Just because it was That's a not- weird time for her to even acknowledge that he was her father. Yeah. They were rappelling yeah. down a cliffside. Anyway, so she's on this date with <laughs> Phil. <laughs> and she thinks that he fed her candy because he doesn't think she can handle the real worms. So then she lifts up a rock, reaches in, grabs a handful of earthworms, and uh, hands him half of it, and she keeps half of it. And she's, they start eating these worms. And then one of these Hold worms on. No, is it. It is at this point that Foddle's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, where are you going? You can't. You don't want to see this? It was an opportune time. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Anyway. So they're uh, they're eating these worms and they have this so one dismissive. <laughs> this no, it wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> Jen's a Guys. real fucking team player today. <laughs> Guys, in my four years of friendship with Jen, nothing summarizes it better than <laughs> no, it doesn't. Anyways, <laughs> uh. they're not wrong. <laughs> um. <laughs> But what but so there's does... this long earthworm. Can you just let me get this part out about Lady in the Tramp? <laughs> sure. I'll let you get it out. I didn't want to make the observation either. So Fine. Let's you go. can no, say it. No, go Patrick. no. Already, no one gets it. They've already figured it out. <laughs> but Fadal almost missed this Lady in the Tramp moment. It's true. And it was a great moment. Instead of spaghetti, it was a giant worm. A giant worm. How long would you say this worm had to be? At least two feet. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Based on the amount of time they were sucking it down before they reach each other's faces. How long do earthworms get? What's the longest earthworm you've ever seen? Um, honestly, probably no more than five inches. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. The longest earthworm in recorded history? Yeah. That's exciting. Have Longest earthworm in recorded history. We can keep talking while, while has, I... Has Siri uh, helped you with this one? Uh, yes. Oh, oh God. I'm being led to the worst. <laughs> Is it just a bunch of pictures of bugs? No. I'm just like, I'm on a website called Fun Trivia. Oh, I mean, look at this thing. Oh, no. Look at this thing. Oh, that's awful. Yikes. Um, so... Wow, Patrick. 12 feet long? Oh, 12, feet? 12 feet? All right. Well, then maybe they just found a really long earthworm. So quick side note. I only found out last month that if you cut an earthworm in half, it can still live. Only half of it lives. I used to think both halves survived. That was the impression I was under as well. Yes. Well, only one part has like the head and the brain. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that that holds up, but I, I was I was under the impression that like it had a. Did you? How did you find somewhere? this out? I, Did you cut an earthworm in half? No, I mean, I, I used to when I used to go fishing, but I mentioned it to someone and... Yeah, but you're, if like, you're going fishing, then you're already planning to kill this worm. Yeah. feeding it to a fish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I just, when you cut it in half, immediately both halves still wriggle. Yeah, just uh, like a chicken still runs around after its head's cut off. Yeah. Something we've all done. Yeah. So, cut off the heads of chickens. All the time. <laughs> um, 
And so I just assumed both halves would have survived had I not put them on the hook and thrown them and then in the fed water. them to fish. Yeah, yeah. Well, your assumption was wrong. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, I feel like worms it would be are a really little, cool if both halves lived. Right? Yeah, yeah. It'd be so cool. <sighs> anyway, so they eat this worm, and then they have uh, dirt mustaches. Jen and then could not get over the dirt. <laughs> On the, the I just really wanted them the to scene. wipe it off. Right. Uh, they just because, ate uh, worms, well, and Jen's biggest issue is the dirt on their faces. <laughs> they yep. have dirty faces. Gross. <laughs> Ew. Yep. Well, uh, Phil tries to kiss her again, and she's like, no. And then he compares her to roadkill, and she's like, yes. Uh, yeah, the the relationship, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, she overlooks him uh, trying to pass off like candy worms as real worms she overlooks him starting the helicopter and like almost crashing the fucking thing patrick have you seen paul walker i have seen paul walker but perhaps i have not seen paul walker i think you need to see paul walker um so also while this is happening uh pine is that his name the daddy (laughs) yeah No. no slater slater slater's goons Nemo and Crab. Nemo and Crab. Which, by the way, inspiration for Finding Nemo? Probably. (laughs) Um, They are actively hunting the Deedle Brothers. With like, oh, this is Road Beaver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Road Beaver's about to happen. This is where Road Beaver uh, happens. This is where they uh, take aim at one of them with a crossbow. Yep. Um, While he's in a bear suit. Yep. Um, And lighting himself on fire. And this is also when we return to the... uh, theme of uh, driving off of cliffs. How does this happen? How do they drive off this cliff? Well, they cut the brakes. That's right. right. Oh, at the, at, at the road while they're clearing yeah. the road beaver dam. Um, and so the brakes are cut. Perfect opportunity to drive off a cliff. But when the Deedles drive off a cliff, it's not like when MC Ganey drives off a it's cliff. It's like they're surfing the air. That's probably what it was. <laughs> they were surfing the air in their Jeep, whatever the fuck it was. Right. He um, gave him a car still Park unknown. Ranger Mobile. Nope. Yep. Yeah, it's a Park Ranger Mobile. And they land safely on just like another like road. Just dirt another, road. Yeah. Um, and then they turn around. First of all, the car stops. Brakes have been cut. Car stops. They're fine. Doesn't yeah. matter. They turn the car around and just jump back. Like it's, an, it's, a, it's a total nonsense moment. In well, a movie filled with nonsense moments. <laughs> It was, it was, it was absolutely cartoonish, but I think it really embodied the kind of risk takers they are where... They're adventurous. Yeah, they went over the cliff, they enjoyed it, so then they went back over the cliff. Did it again. And then we immediately cut back to like something else that made, (laughs) like, there was no resolution to that. No, they were just, the the Goonies were like, oh man, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Goonies. We'll get them next time. Yep. So the whole, I I think, uh, so there are more little dumb things that happen here. There are so many dumb things that happen here. But the, all of this sort of comes to a head when Mel and Moe, Show up at the park ra- or at the park at Park Ranger Village. Right, they've been uh, detained a little bit because one of the lions from there's the only Barbarian. one lion, but it got it chased them up a tree. Only one that we know of. <gasps> I, there, there might be secret lions that we don't know about. Ooh, that'd be cool. Rumor has it. That, is that song about secret lions? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Adele had like a circus thing. Interesting. Um. So they. 
uh, Mo and Mel show up and they're like, hey, those guys aren't Mo and Mel. Those guys that you haven't been calling Mo or Mel this whole time aren't <laughs> Mo and Mel. <laughs> they are actually who they say they are. And then at this point, this is when Jesse is like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. That's when she's like, you have crossed a line. Right. So they're going, they're like kicking him out. Right. And then yeah. there's a great joke about how Stu was supposed to say that they had amnesia from but their he head forgot. injuries and he forgot. <laughs> Yeah, we laughed at that too. That one, yeah, God. that one tickled me. It, it's a little bit. It was like every single time all three of us laughed at the joke. <laughs> I was a little like, God damn it, this is too too dumb. It's too but dumb you put enough like... dumb in one place, you're just like, well, oh, this is nice. They seem to be enjoying themselves with it, which I think really helped this movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so Mel and Mo show up. Jesse Ryan is like, no, and she, Captain Pine is like, no. So they leave. They kick them out of the park. But they're like taking them out on a helicopter. Right? Yeah. Yes. And this is where the goons show back up. With rifles. Right. Now they're going to just shoot our heroes. But instead of hitting our hero... In the helicopter. That's right. Right. (laughs) Taking shots at a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Could have shot them as they were boarding the helicopter. They, They knock the captain out of the helicopter. So he falls out mm-hmm. of the window, or not window, but like open door space area into a river. And not like a calm river, like a rushing river. I would say roaring. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he like he could not have survived that fall. There's just no way. But he did. He did survive the fall. Yeah. Uh, and then he has to be rescued. Now, who do we know that can move quickly and uh, accurately? Uh, yeah. In, in water. Who do we know? <gasps> ooh, ooh, Phil and Stu Deedle. Yeah, because they've got these They're surfboard-like surfers. things. They're bodyboards. What were those? Those are like stretchers, like basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. They're like stretchers. Like you pull, they float, and you can pull people out of the water. Yeah. In, in without damaging their spine if they have a spinal injury. Um, you learn how to use those when you go through lifeguard training. I see. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Was there any worse green screen in the movie? No. No. Than, than and there was a lot of bad river. green screen. But this was like they were clearly filming on the ocean and just uh, transposing it onto this, this river, river yeah. in Yellowstone National Park. Here's the thing is that nobody could have been satisfied with that result. Like the best <laughs> that could have happened was the person inside, in charge of the CGI went, ah. Whatever. Good enough. <laughs> like, I have done things like that, too, where I've tried to Photoshop things pathetically in, like, Microsoft Paint. Yeah. And then eventually just go, ah, the joke. The joke is that it looks it, shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The joke will sh- go through, and I'll send it. And, like, the person that did this went just like, eh. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> you know what we're trying to convey. Yeah. You yeah, get yeah. it. You, you get, get it. it. So they rescue the captain, and Jesse is also relatively heroic because she takes the helicopter low enough that they can grab on. Who was flying the helicopter? Was there a pilot? Like a Jessie. pilot. Well, she kicks out the trained professional pilot. <laughs> right, right, right. And was like, I'll do it. And then since they saved the captain they're all back on good terms because they're about to go over a waterfall they save the captain and then we are immediately back at camp where they're celebrating <laughs> and the uh the captain says you guys earned your park ranger badges even though like moments before he was kicking them out of the park for being falsies and then minutes later he's calling them his two heroes yep yep they go from disgraced 
to heroes. And then they party. <laughs> then they party. And they well, have a luau. Let's let's stay on the luau for just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked this joke <laughs> where they're like, we're going to do a luau. And she's like, oh, we mostly just do hoedowns. And they were like, well, then it'll be a Don hoedown. I thought that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think that was a good joke? I thought joke? it was a good joke. <laughs> Don Ho, Ho Down, Don Ho Down. Great. I'm a sucker okay. for before and after style. <laughs> like if you I was really like Wheel, Wheel of Fortune? Fortune? Man, or Jeopardy. It, it happens in both. I would I would be into. You would crush that one? I would crush that I like that Those ones are the most fun, I think, because yeah. they're like puzzles. Simple wordplay. Yep. Um, so we have this luau, and at this luau, the, bear, the real bear shows up again wearing a fez, because it's been wearing a fez, but then it changes into one of the ranger hats. Well, the bear realizes it's inappropriate for him to be wearing <laughs> the fez. He's, he's uh, disguising himself, so he'll blend in. The park rangers, the you know, all the extra park rangers, do not recognize that the bear is an actual bear. And not just Phil in a bear and suit. And not Phil in a bear suit. Again, these are professional park <laughs> rangers whose job is to understand Nobody in this movie is animals. doing their job. No, no, not at all. I think it's possible that they recognize that the bear is not going to cause any problems because the bear does <laughs> not cause any problems. At the end, the German guy who was driving the Bavarian circus truck. Who's very German, who's by the way. Who's very German. Um, oh, you couldn't see this, but Jen rolled her eyes. <laughs> I feel like I'm allowed. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, you always do. <laughs> so he uh, he sees the bear. The bear sees him and goes, "Oh shit!" Doesn't actually say that, but makes that face. <laughs> and he goes and he gets into an open air jeep and he drives away. Meanwhile, I am shouting at the TV: "Bears can't drive." It's true. Yeah. I don't know why you're hung up on this bears can't well, drive thing. So I have a question for you too, which is that if the bear had actually said oh shit in that moment would this movie be any crazier in your no. opinion no. not really right no. i didn't think so <laughs> no i and, and in fact like the bear if the bear just slowly became yogi the bear like, <laughs> i don't think they had which at one point it was wearing a hat and carrying to... a picnic basket yeah I also you think there's a rights problem there. I think so. Yeah, because Disney doesn't own Hanna Barbera. Oh, I. Yeah. I don't. I'm not up to date on my. But they don't. <laughs> they don't. No. I, th- I believe Warner Brothers. If anyone. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, also just want to sidebar for a second. Yeah. Patrick, remember when you said you didn't really want to talk about this movie at all? <laughs> yeah. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> We're now an hour and ten minutes deep into talking about nothing but this movie. But this this is what this conversation is is yes. us talking about this movie. We're trying to f- find a way to make it make sense, d- d- right? Like I'm yeah trying to like put my own time like the, what the, how do we justify we just watched this movie like let's figure it the fuck out we haven't revisited slater and the p-dogs for a while oh god i right. hate where are we every with that time now? they say p-dog i hate every time <laughs> they you say, say it. p-dog i hate every time i say p-dog right now they say it a lot they, they say, say it so very much. often so much so slater currently has a problem which is that um he wh- hates the Deedles because they're quote unquote rodent experts. Yes. No. Why was it that that he was unable to continue digging with the prairie dogs? Oh, because of the icy hot. The icy hot has somehow stopped his ability to use the prairie dogs. I don't dogs. think so. I think he just 
realized that he no he got the scan remember he got the scan that showed where the prairie dog tunnel was and right. so he was able to complete it he, he so he got the scan during the during the, during the party yeah during the party what happened was he saw that they um they had this plan to map where the prairie dogs were and that they were going to try to seal the tunnels with cherry bombs mm-hmm. their ma- their their plan being eight steps written in comic sans in a notes app <laughs> yeah. well and, but the, yep. the, the the header wasn't in comic sans it was in some kind of font i've never seen before <laughs> no, I, was, was it like, like a like a word art that? it might have been word art but it was crazy um, yep. But so that's when Slater is like, oh, here's what I'm going to do. Because somehow also nobody notices Slater is at this party, even though everyone is like, we've never we haven't seen him since. Again, people are barely noticing a bear driving a Jeep <laughs> out of it. So like people are not oh, they're not aware like they're too drunk. Everyone on is just focused. Slater also the well, I still don't get what sun tea is like, like it's just iced tea. S- yeah, it's just tea. Okay. But you did, when Fado was like, Sun T, what's that? You said to him, Sun T. Right. And then you asked if he got it. And he said, Yeah. <laughs> I said, No. What? What is there to get? I don't know. Okay. I thought I was he missing kept something. He didn't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> sun T is a, an iced tea. tea that you make um, by like leaving it out in the sun for a long time. Okay. It like brews slowly through got it. just sun got rays. It. Got it. Um, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that in the bottom of a hot spring, which is well, what I think was being... they I think they made it prior and then heated it up in the bottom of the hot spring. That was my understanding. But you heated it's iced tea though. It's not supposed to be hot. I think they oh, I think they're rule breakers. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know if you can curse in this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, go oh, for yeah. it. All right, great. We always get the explicit mark. <laughs> That's right. We do. Always explicit. Yeah. <laughs> we can always be something. Um so that's when Slater is like, okay, there's going to be some explosion. There are going to be some explosions here. I can use dynamite to finish this tunnel and blame the explosion on the Deedles. Right. So the Deedles, after mapping out the tunnels, want to use cherry bombs in strategic locations to seal the tunnels. So that the prairie dogs can't get any closer to Old Faithful. Right. Right. But Slater takes the opposite route. And explodes things. And this all happens right during the park ranger graduation party. Not party. It's just a graduation. Ceremony. 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 Um, Bam, bam, bam. And then suddenly... Everyone's blaming uh, Stu because he just said that he was going to use cherry bombs. But they all think that he accidentally used dynamite instead because he's a dumbass. Um, So they kick him out of the park again. Right. They get kicked out. Like a lot there, right? A couple times. But just to be, yeah, their relationship, the Dito's relationship with the park rangers are, you know, friendly. And then they find out about them and they just immediately go to, we despise you. Right. To, you're my heroes. Right. To, we despise you. And guys, stay tuned to hear the (laughs) end of this movie. It's a cliffhanger. (laughs) It's a cliffhanger. Um, So they're kicked out of the park and they're very sad because Phil misses Jellystone already. And uh, they are like, no, we have, they figure, they somehow figure out that Slater is responsible. Oh no, they don't figure it out yet. They decide that they're going to figure out what's happening. So they decide to hitch their skateboard, their motorized skateboards to the back of the next car that passes by and then start parasailing with a parasail that they made out of their 
tent from oh, camping. Yeah. <laughs> And so they uh, hook onto the car, and it turns out coincidentally, that it's, uh, Mr. Flowers, the guy who fell drove off the cliff with them the first time, and the camp director of Camp Broken Spirit, is driving this car as played by character actor. As played by, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so they parasail with him. As soon as he realizes that it's that they're parasailing on his truck, they detach, and he drives off a cliff again. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the, the, now the fourth driving off a cliff. Fourth or third? I, I think. I'm Are you count counting it. the middle one as two? I'm, I'm counting the middle one as two because <laughs> okay. they jump and jump back. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, so they parasail. Oh, and they're they have a catchphrase that we haven't even mentioned yet, which is what was it like? Killer dismount. Oh, uh, is that what it was? Is it killer dismount? I think it's killer dismount. It's it's something something dismount lame and surfery like that that they just shout I whenever someone fucks up. Do you remember what it was, Fado? No, they had a lot of surfer phrases that they yeah. they just went over your head. Well, they didn't go over my head. <laughs> they were just you forgettable. chose not to engage them. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. just forgettable. I'm pretty sure it was killer dismount. Um, they were the phrases I would have used if you asked me to write a movie about surfer dudes. <laughs> Which is why I sound so unamused by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bottle, I would like to read that script. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. We can do a live reading. Um, so then they're on this this uh, parachute now because... Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? They land. They in, the, in the middle of the field where uh, Slater's cronies are living in their trailer that has a bathroom that takes them down to their lair. <laughs> Yeah, and their layer is it's it. This is where it gets James Bondy again, right? Like the Deedles have, have gadgets set up. What's that? In the layer, there's a ton of TVs. Set there up. are a bunch of TVs and all these like pipes and industrial yeah. shit. Slater is a Bond villain, basically. Yeah. yeah, a ton of like CRT TVs, which really make you appreciate the new technologies that yeah, we have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but the Slater then explains his plan which is to divert all the water that goes out of Old Faithful into New Faithful, which is... Which is on his property. Which is on his property. Which he's calling Slater Stone. Yep. So his whole thing is to just have... Is basically to steal a geyser. He's like Carmen yep. Sandiego. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And But he, the thing is, he's not like moving it that far away. No, like he's the moving it like a half still, mile away. Yeah. To a also, where does he get the funding for this? Because he's got like a whole underground base. Again, I mean, many CRTVs, CRT TVs, underground. What is happening? I mean, he was head park <laughs> ranger. He clearly has some. Savings. Do you know how much dough they make? I don't. Very I have little. absolutely no idea. But you can probably check online. They're federal oh, employees, yeah, so it would have to be. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. I could look it up if you want. That uh, feels like a lot of effort. We are not going to. <laughs> Um, so, so they get shit kidnapped. Goes, shit goes down in this underground thing. I don't think we need to go through blow by blow. We've already mentioned uh, the yo-yo fight. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a yo-yo fight and a knife and fire suits. To be clear, disguise. they're they're trying to kill them. They're trying to kill yes, the Deedles. The like, yes, this is a moment where the Deedles should their be lives are in peril. Yeah, in mortal danger, and yet both of them cannot help but be cheerful at all times. So I. 
I read uh, something um, when like looking into this movie that was like it, it, it was an attempt to like you know revitalize goofy buddy comedies like Bill and Ted and Dumb and Dumber right um, but like Bill and Ted and Dumb and Dumber like all of those characters when they're in real danger like recognize it as real danger yeah, yeah. these guys don't yeah no. these guys are just like fucking goofs the whole time yeah so they they managed to go in and undivert the geyser basically from going to new faithful to back to going to old faithful did you, meanwhile did you see how they did that did you guys catch the there was a, giant a lever? lever the lever that had one it was pointing to new faithful and they moved it so it was pointing to old faithful that was a good one. Yeah. That's about the level of problem solving I want at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciated that and it wasn't more complicated and they didn't have to hack into the CIA yeah. a fourth time. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, above ground, the billionth birthday celebration for Old Faithful is underway and Captain Pine is freaking out because he knows that the geyser was recently like sort of exploded. So he doesn't think it's going to work. Uh, so he's stalling. First, he's stalling for time. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then like, he's just ranting. He like takes a turn, uh, like on the audience, and is like, "You're you're the fuckers who. Wh- why do you want this bullshit geyser? <laughs> right? Yeah. Him Except being no him being the custodian yeah. of the geyser, and having dedicated many years of his life to preserving it, and his then, family's life, and his family, yep. then turns to mocking the people that just came to watch it for one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's also like a mayor there or something who just looks unhappy. Oh no, he's he must be the superintendent. He, I think he is the superintendent oh, yeah. that he's been yelling at the captain on the phone the a bunch of the movie. Only black actor in the movie? Yeah. No, there's who a black the actress, other? the nurse. Oh yes, the, the nurse. nurse. That's right. Yeah. My That's right. favorite. Well, she might have. Did the superintendent actually get in the lines? Live? I don't think so. Did he say anything? I don't think so. Yeah, so yeah, she might remember. be the only. Black, uh, black person. I who mean, spoke. Gonna, maybe. Oh, I would say person of color, but there yeah. was that horrible stereotype of an Asian person at the very Ooh. beginning oh, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. and I it think was real bad. He, it was really bad. Yeah, so that's it. I yeah, think. that's it. I believe everyone else is like whiter than the day is long. Super white, yeah. and yep. Um, so they switch back the geyser, and so Slater and both Deedles are being shot up through the geyser where they proceed to surf the geyser. I mean, they don't really surf it. They just like, they The ride, music they sounds like they're surfing it. The music almost always sounds like they're surfing because it's all... <laughs> the, it's all ska. It's, yeah, it's all like late 90s pop punk surf ska. Like... <laughs> It's so specific. And it's all But you loved it. You loved it. It's all this stuff, stuff that was Patrick my was my singing jam. along I was. to this whole movie. I was. I was singing along with like every saxophone line. <laughs> I I think the music worked with them with the yeah. movie, so I, I have no real critiques of the music. That's okay. I think we're barely gonna talk about it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in terms of how we talk about music on this show usually. That's fair. Yeah. Um because I, I <laughs> I mean, again, the reason we're talking about this movie at all is because there's, there's a, homie a homie song, song buried in the credits. The third one in the credits. Yeah. But, I mean, and the homie seems like a poor fit for the rest of it. Like, yeah, it didn't sound like anything else. Everything else was, like, nice and, like, upbeat and fun. Yep. And just like the rest of this movie, like, dumb and fun. Yep. Um, and then homie's, like, this chill song about, like, why, why are American girls act so tough? Yep. 
doesn't make any sense. Super weird, which is, I think, why it's buried so deep in the credits. They commissioned it, and then they were like, eh. Yeah, and they were like, that the Weezer guy is going to write us a song. This is going to be fucking great. And yep. then they yeah. turn into this like, chill-ass thing. And they're like, well, we don't have budget to have them rewrite it. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll just put another Goldfinger song in there. So, <laughs> wait, can, can we talk about the very, very end, just really quickly, yes. where they terraform Wyoming? Yeah, well, it's not all of Wyoming. It's just around the geyser, right? Right. Um, you mean Deedlestone? Are yeah. we talking about Deedlestone right Yes, we are talking about Deedlestone. Right yes, so, how does that happen exactly? Uh, so, from what I understand, <laughs> I just wanted to not answer that question. I, he was like, "Don't ha- don't ask me that." I mean, don't say that to me. I, right? I was trying to figure out what exactly happened. It seems like when the geyser blew, it created an artificial lake. They then proceeded to ship sand to that spot to create like a small beach place. And then the waves the are created. Keeps erupting. The geyser keeps erupting, creating the waves, which allow Enormous you to waves, surf. By the Enormous way. Huge like waves. Beautiful like, waves. Yeah. Like killer swells. Right. Like, and then also immediately, everybody becomes a surfer. And they're all wearing like swimsuits and stuff, and like. Wyoming, you can probably do that for what two months out of the year. I, if you're surfing in a hot spring, like maybe you can do it all the time. Like who, who knows, knows, man? <laughs> We're dealing with a magical body of water. But then their dad shows up. Right. Well, yeah, because presumably he's funded Deedlestone. Right, and he tells them that he's very proud of them. Yep. This is a, a quick diversion, but at some point they mentioned that their father changed their name from Deedlefarb. Yeah. I missed that. I heard it. Yeah, well, that was a Jew joke, right? Oh, I guess like, so. Jews have money joke. Yeah, and then like that he changed their name to make it sound less Jewy. Uh, I missed that joke, <laughs> which is probably good <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. I did. I was reminded because you uh, were saying that he uh, reminded you of Hitler. Oh yeah, Papa Deedle. Right. Um. So, guys, we've made it to the end of this movie. Yep. Phil gets Phil the Deedle girl. gets the girl. Stu Deedle gets the groundhog. Prairie right. dog. Prairie P-dog. dog. Sorry. Oh, something that we didn't talk about is during the graduation ceremony, we find out that uh, their their names are Phil S. Deedle and, and Stu P. Deedle, which led me to presume that their middle names are the other one's first name. Guys, I, was, I assume that's right. <laughs> I thought that Phil, was adorable. Phil Stu Deedle and Stu Phil Deedle. I would, Stuart Deedle. I would do that to yeah. my kids. I laughed a lot at that, and I wanted to talk about it in the moment. Yeah. Nobody let me. <laughs> well, it was during probably a very important pivotal scene. No. Yeah, I did <laughs> There not. are no important pivotal scenes in this yeah. movie. Maybe that's why you missed the Deedle Farb joke. Right. <laughs> probably. Guys, we so we've made it all the way through this movie. Thank uh, God. Yeah. Thank Christ. Um I sort of had a good time. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't watch it again. No, neither would I. Oh, would, I would. Would you <laughs> But only stoned. Mm. <laughs> would you recommend that anyone else watch this movie? Sober? <laughs> I mean, I think you can uh, give a recommendation and say, I think it would be more fun, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, does it... It's a lighthearted comedy. Yeah. If you want to... If you want to giggle, you will. 
I would not tell anyone to pay four dollars. No, that's true. If it's free on Netflix and you really want to watch something, let's say you just came back from brunching, you've had one too many mimosas, you want something that's super light and stupid that you can dose off to, this might be a good movie to watch on Netflix. Unfortunately, it is not on Netflix. And we had to pay four dollars for it. Yep, right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would recommend that anyone see this movie. Um, there's not, I like even even. It would what, have to be the like really the right person to recommend it to. I just I can't stress how obnoxious <laughs> it is when they say P dog for like the I ten thousandth time. And they have Petey the P dog, so who I, has a circle around his eye like uh, Petey he's the dog. Adorable. Uh, I will say the reason I think I might recommend it is again if somebody was like I want to watch a movie where I don't feel shitty if I stop watching it midway that's true this is because you're movie, still getting just as many laughs. right you're and this movie is lighthearted enough that you could like doze wake up and then keep watching not really caring that you missed say 45 minutes because the plot doesn't make sense the anymore. plot makes no sense so who gives a shit it's also like for um for as dumb as it is uh, it doesn't, and you know, there is the horrible Asian stereotype at the beginning. Yeah, but they don't it's make. It's not super offensive. It's not, re- yeah, like it. It's gender uh, dynamics are fine. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Um, but like, you know, and there aren't like any weird gay panic jokes or anything like that. Like, it doesn't fall into any of those '90s comedy yeah. pit- pitfalls that I would expect it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a wildly inoffensive movie for the most part. So if you don't want to be offended, go for it. God, what a low bar. <laughs> what a low bar. I uh, I feel like that's uh, that pretty much covers it, right? That's going to wrap it up. Guys, yeah. you've been listening to... Well, first, let's thank Fadl Thanks, here. Fadl. Yeah, thank you guys Thanks so much. much. Yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Fadl, do you want to uh, just uh, let everyone know why we picked you to watch this movie with us? Oh, yes. Um, I'm an avid Fast and Furious fan and absolutely love... Paul Walker. Uh, I want to say the most avid Fast and the Furious. I, I wouldn't because I'm sure there's somebody out there that I, would find me and like challenge me on my Fast and Furious I don't knowledge. Think so. I think I've only that se- I've only seen all the movies about a couple of times, <laughs> right? And I like I didn't cry the fourth time I saw Furious Seven. I'm sure somebody else did. Um, Do you feel like this movie did Paul Walker's memory proud? You know, and this is kind of weird but like i i didn't mind it like paul walker seemed to be having fun he did that's true he, he this was, must have been a fun movie he was shoot. playing an insane goofball and he looked like he was enjoying himself and he it looked good i think that's the memory that paul walker should be remembered as i mean like looking good and having fun yeah yeah, yeah. like and and especially with the earlier fast and furious like i'm thinking specifically of too fast too furious right now like he plays that kind of character where he's just sort of like reckless and enjoys himself and he does dumb things that seem to have no real consequences on humans if you had to rank all of the fast and the furious movies and meet the deedles where's the last okay (laughs) it's the last What's the one right above it? This Excellent. is too hard of a question. No, no. I Probably um, the fourth Fast and Furious movie, which is confusingly called... Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. That's yeah. confusing. Yeah, because the original is called The Fast and the Furious. Oh. 
Yeah. And then Too Fast, Too Furious, and then Tokyo Drift, and then Fast and Furious. And then Fast Five. And then Fast Five, and then Fast and Furious 6, and then Furious 7. That's... And now, guys, we're still all on tender hooks about what exactly is going on between Vin and The Rock. Hopefully, they'll figure everything out. And when that all gets resolved, Fodl will have you back on to oh, talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Great. Uh, so thanks again for listening to My, My Name, Name is, is Weezer, where we talked not at all about Weezer this episode. No. What's a creative podcast network?